I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, the only Premier League podcast. Period. What do you think of that wow. one, Patrick? That was, um, I mean, I, I, I don't want any of our listeners to fact check that but james what is the insight. only premier league podcast that is important to our fans our loyal fans and if you're listening you're back with us for the match week 26 recap i'm back on intros nice try pat why don't you take a seat uh it's president's <laughs> day we are honoring the presidents maybe not all of them because i still got some work emails so Shout out to the presidents. Um, we're back from the fake winter break that kind of happened, but feels like there were games all along. We have a chock full schedule slate of games to bring to you guys and chat through all the goings ons. Uh, but first, Patrick, I think it's time we take our favorite segment that everyone knows and loves who wants to finish in the top four and flip it on its head with who wants to finish in the top five because Man City, you guys got got. Yeah. I mean, unless they're getting a Premier League point deduction or booted on back to League Two, um, it looks like top five is on the menu. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, for we... those of you who don't know, top four goes to Champions League. City's likely going to finish in the top four. They got the big old stanky boot from the Champions League for the next couple seasons. So, fifth place looks like, barring any sort of appeal, mm-hmm. is getting that, that prime action. And that makes our favorite race just a lot spicier. Now, I don't want take I don't want Kate to take any offense from what I'm about, about to say. So, disclaimer, but City, we knew they were fake, we knew they were plastic, we knew they were phony cheats, but we didn't know we did not know to what extent, Patrick. And this How confirms How was she not meant to take offense to that? It's not personal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess fair play. <laughs> you yeah. didn't even lead with the <laughs> We need I we're going to come in softer, but I guess I guess not. We need we need Prem de la Prem bumper stickers. Love Kate, hate City. Just to let that's, everyone know where we stand. That's actually a good one. That could be our first piece piece of merch. People would be like, "Who's Kate?" Be like, "Give us a listen." But then we also, and, I mean, it won't sell as well. But we got to do a love Kate, love City, just so she can have her own bumper sticker too. And then one that's just hate Carl, hate Chelsea. Yeah, that one will fly <laughs> off the shelves. <laughs> that's a top seller. <laughs> uh, love you, Carl. To the man, <laughs> love you, Carl. <laughs> oh, I had an idea, and I might as well bring it up on air. We are approaching rapidly our fiftieth ever episode. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, credit to us. The <laughs> fact that our attention spans let us carry this on. Is this forty uh, six? I don't know. <laughs> I just know we're coming up to fifty, okay, and that's cool. when okay. that's when we need to do the fannies. Oh, yeah, okay. fan awards. Yeah. No no monetary value to the awards because we already made too many promises we can't cash for the uh, Fantasy League. But just like right. in our hearts, fan awards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. All right. Matter at hand. Manchester City banned from the UEFA Champions League as it stands for two seasons in breach of the FIFA Fair Play rules. 
that uh, tries, strives for parity across all teams and owner investment. But Patrick, I we, nor- we normally say this facetiously, um, explain it to our fans because we already know what happened, but I genuinely need you to explain what happened to me like I'm five years old. What did City do? Okay. Um, like you're five. I mean, I guess I, I already talked down to you. Like a smart, so yeah, a smart five-year-old. Like, like a, like a whip-smart five-year-old who just doesn't understand it. Okay. Or, yeah, um, or a really dumb nine-year-old. Take your pick. Got it. No, I deal with nine-year-olds more often. I'll lean into that. So, basically what happened is there was an not an investigation, but there was kind of a report done years ago before <laughs> financial fair play regulations were put into place, and UEFA found out that... Basically, these teams, uh, you know, didn't really know how to spend their money. They were, you know, not balancing their books well. And so they put in these regulations to make sure that, one, these clubs were going to remain solvent. And then they wouldn't worry about having, you know, major, major clubs running out of money, which nothing, none of that's really happened anytime in my uh, memory. But you certainly you'll remember teams. You look, just go look up at the Premier League table. You know, even like 15, 20 years ago, you'd be like, well, where's that team? You know, there, mm-hmm. there's financial uh, hardships have befallen many teams across Europe. Mm-hmm. So that was at least the supposed genesis of these rules. Part of those rules were that you couldn't spend more money than you take in. So you have to make sure that you can pay everything that you owe. Now, right. Manchester City is owned by a... James, you might actually be able to help me out with this one. You're 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 a uh, dumb nine year old. So Sheik Sheik Mansour. She, she, yeah, some uh forgive me if I'm getting the, the, the name wrong, but I believe some somebody of the the um I, I want to say the I, Abu Dhabi royal family. I just I just, I just told you mistaken. The name. I just gave you the name. Oh, did you? Sheik Mansour. Oh. oh but I was looking name. for the um the region. I was ah. looking for that. But good. Oh, we hit yes. all of our bases. Yeah. Provided I'm right. Um, so he buys the team and he buys the team before uh, financial fair play goes into effect he goes nuts he spends money on everybody under the sun and at the time there's no regulation so this is all above board right Mm -hmm. right and after i'm tracking um, so far yes great i should have checked in with you but i appreciate you letting me know after he buys the team oh sorry or after the financial after the financial I was on a phone fair call. play goes into place, James, I'm really struggling through this, and you're not making it any easier. <laughs> After financial fair play goes into place, basically everyone's like at UEFA, "Whoa, guys, you were putting way too much money uh-huh. on players uh-huh. more than you're taking into the club." And he uh-huh. says, "Don't worry about it. I am loaded. It's not a problem for me. It might be for some of these other clubs." And they said, "No, no, no." But the rules apply to everybody. Just a real and DJ Khaled response. Yeah. Correct. And then, um, so Manchester City then got a significant increase in the sum of 67.5 million pounds every single year. An increase with this partnership with uh, the Etihad Airways. Now, you might also remember Etihad Airways, Etihad Stadium, Abu Dhabi. These things are starting to kind of... It's all wow. Yeah. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the note card and string equation board on the FBI wall and it's starting to come to a head. Yeah, and so without getting in too deep, um that wasn't okay. And that is where the genesis of this this all came from. And 
basically um, UEFA decided that that type of relationship, that type of uh, uh, you know money transfer, amounted to them cooking the books uh, or you know defrauding UEFA. I don't really know mm-hmm. how UEFA wants to mm-hmm. call it, but yep. Going in any up, case, yeah. they have um, given a pretty a pretty uh pretty hefty punishment. You know, I wouldn't say 30 million euros is a hefty punishment for uh, the folks over at Manchester City. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not insignificant. Lingard's but, wages, yeah. But they would have to sit out for two years of Champions mm-hmm. League football, mm-hmm. which is going to be worth way more than 30 million euros. It might mm-hmm. be worth, um, you know, Kevin De Bruyne's prime. You know, it might be... You know, there's, there's a lot of things that could come into play here. Um, like how... How attractive of a destination is Manchester City if you can't yeah. offer Champions League football? And and so we don't know exactly if this is over. And I'll end this for you, Simple James. This could go one of two ways still. Manchester City can appeal and say, we don't like what you guys just did to us, to UEFA. And they could appeal this process. And if that draws off lo- long enough, there's the complete potential that um, this ban would be reduced or deferred that is entirely still in uh in play and there's no chance city's not going to appeal this they are 100 percent going to appeal this uh and i don't know if they should i mean i really i don't know what how much of this is a witch hunt versus yeah. I mean, we all knew that they were spending money um to be like not facetious at all um i don't know how much of this is just you know creative meandering than the fact that you own several businesses and how much is actually a violation or cooking the books so those are two different things in my head and i don't really know where they overlap but in any case the other way um that this could go is the fa still has uh, an opportunity here to punish manchester city um they could deduct from them points in the premier league i think that that is unlikely but you never know it would be completely inconsequential this year especially with their ban going into next year so it would just be a i mean they might do it just to you know kind of puff out their chest because it literally means nothing and the worst case possible for Manchester City is they would get booted down to League Two if whatever they've done in the FA's eyes is, um, I don't know what they would deem it, but that is the, the severest punishment that could, could come from the FA uh, would be to send Manchester yeah. City back to League oh, Two. Yeah. I think that that is it's, next to impossible. It's like looking at a lottery ticket that says you could win up to a million dollars. You know, you're only going to think about what you do in that scenario. That's how I'm looking at City down in League Two. Oh yeah. And uh, Patrick, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, you didn't really dumb it down at all. In fact, it was so questionably eloquent that I feel like you were just reading off a Wikipedia slide. But credit to you, nonetheless. Very good explanation of what's going on. Thank you. I did take notes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Notes are like the same as cheating. So. But I read them from a Wikipedia slide and then typed them into my. Got it. So there was some transcribing, not even copy and pasting. So I guess there's the dumb aspect. Yeah, no, I I brought in the dumb. I brought in the dumb. 30-year-old, but so I'm, maybe I'll just read a third of it next time. Well, and knock me down I'm impressed. And you touched on what happens next. It does feel like the likeliest scenario that City, their ban will get upheld of two years without the Champions League, or maybe even one year. But... um. Uh, it, it, it's the cruelest of ironies that this is happening to City because for a while now, especially after their unprecedented success in the Premier League, the Champions League is the crown jewel. I mean, there's that 
quote in the newspaper for Aguero that always gets, uh, you know, gets recirculated around the Twitter sphere, Reddit sphere, that is the headline of Aguero saying, I'm staying with City till we win the Champions League. And that was like seven years ago, and it's aging exactly how I want it to. It's just (laughs) the unreachable goal um, that people are looking out to. And I got to ask you, Patrick, what are we going to make of the players? Who's staying? Who's going? What about Pep? Well, I think Pep is as good as gone in the summer uh, if the ban stays. He said that um, should they go back to League Two, he would be the manager of Manchester City in League Two. I don't believe that for a second, but he said that, that. Yeah, and I think that that's this, like um, that's like the ultimate bluff call. Yeah this this investigation started before Pep's time, so this isn't. This isn't a result of Pep's actions. I don't. I think it would be unfair to loop him in. He certainly oh, no, 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 no. benefited from the squad that was formed due to some of these um, shady dealings. But um, I don't. I mean, I I would be comfortable absolving Pep from all blame. In this yeah, situation. I, think I think it's there's going to be willfully plenty. You know, turn a blind eye, but he was never in charge of this. No, I mean, unless you're at a club like United where they give the intern the uh, transfer-making ability. You, as a manager, you just you get in a world-class player and you don't ask questions. Yeah, that's right. for people above who make the deals. I, I agree. I don't think Pep, his hands are stained or his name is besmirched by any of this. But for banter against City, this is just prime, prime material. Yeah. Well, I, my, my suspicion is that this is going to get reduced to a year. That is my suspicion. Uh, that is based on on absolutely nothing except for, in my opinion, um, FIFA and UEFA mm-hmm. being susceptible to bribes and traditionally not punishing, you know, large parties. Uh, I could see this appeal being a bribe under the table. Let's get it down to a year. Bada bing, bada boom. In which mm-hmm. case, I still think Pep's gone, but I don't think you're going to lose too much in terms of the players. Um, I don't think that De Bruyne. I mean, maybe this was the reason they signed all these guys to long-term contracts, where they could just say, you're not going anywhere. It is what it is. Because I think everybody that of, of any sort yeah. of you know value on that team is signed up through at least 2022, which would be term. the end of the band. So, and and I, I, I think that you could get a renewed focus in the Premier League. I think you could sell it to certain players. I think it's going to be more impactful um, in terms of recruiting new players. I don't... Mm. I don't really know how desirable no European football is, um, no chance of European football for two years. I, I would, I, I think it's going to really hurt them in recruiting, and especially if they're going to have a microscope on their finances. I don't know how much they're going to be willing or able to compensate mm. financially for some of those, uh, you know, other things that people might not be so enthused about joining City. Well, but they're still to a your, tremendous to your point. squad, so. Yeah, to your point, I think it'll be made or broken with Pep staying or leaving. Recruitment, come, hey, come play for the best operative manager in world football. That's, That's a draw. Fair. You know, That's come fair. come play at our world-class facilities and, you know, come play with Aguero and De Bruyne. I think you could still recruit on that. And then it's like before you know it, you know, whether it's two years or one year, you'll be back in the Champions League. I, You know, I get the point of you won't be playing in the Champions League immediately, but I do think Pep will be... If he leaves and that's the start of the fallout, I am very curious to see how far the fall from grace is. But I wouldn't count any chickens as of right now. I yeah, I mean, I I, I do think. Pep's I mean, did leave, you see there? I think a couple people I was just gonna will say, follow them, but that's 
I, I also think it's going to be a one-year ban, which I think will hold a lot of people. Yeah, if you don't think they're going to get anything taken down from this, just look at the squad of like 25 lawyers they got leaving a meeting at uh, city's headquarters. <laughs> Someone was like, by God, that's more people than their fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're certainly going to fight this with everything that they got, and I think that they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure what really brought them brought them down so to speak i mean i guess you could just go into the books but yeah yeah, i mean they they even i mean they did some suspect transfer dealings just to begin with i mean i remember them signing uh you know frank lampard and then transferring them to their you know american subsidiary oh that's a good point you know they're they've they've kind of always like to find i mean you call them loopholes but i mean if they're if there's not an explicit punishment, that might be that that might be where City's legal defense is. If there's not an explicit no, they were operating within the bounds of what they knew. I mean, I'm not saying that this is true. I have no idea. But if that's they they seem to be right up against the edge, and they have been for quite some time. Uh, but I also think they're not, you know, so stupid to feel like they could just get away with anything. But you right. never know. Right. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I do want to get into a couple theories for a second. Uh, have you been following the uh, the pe- the dots that people are connecting online with the fact that this is all conveniently finally happening now that Wenger has joined FIFA and the investigation? I think that's I yeah I have been following that and I think it's hilarious. And he's, he he, comes, uh, he, he, he had to out. find a way he had to find a way for uh, for Arsenal to get into the Champions League. Oh, he's done it again. He's done it again. <laughs> There's only one Arsene Wenger. Oh yeah, uh, the 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 Gunner subreddit's having a field day with that. And oh, fourth place. For... Fourth place won't be enough. Here's fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> Have a day, he's, kids. Yeah, he, there's. Yeah, any, anytime anything, any, anytime Wenger's in the news for anything, uh, you'll you'll find some ridiculous uh, yeah. mental gymnastics in the Arsenal subreddit. It's so good. And then uh, Mourinho in in his prime. Uh, in a pre-match press conference, obviously, when you want to quote out out of Mourinho, just bring up something not even related to the game at hand and let him go off. So they asked his opinion on this potential ban, and he's saying, basically, um, I'll I'll get upset if I think about it for too long. Like, I want to know if the team that finished second in 2018 will get the Premier League trophy. No, just stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance? It. I'm not having it. I, th- tro- would you I think about it? that season. No, I think about that season all the time as the most anticlimactic second place finish. Because it was in this period of when, you know, the generalization is United's been shit since Fergie left. And it's like, well, hang on a second. We finished second in 2018. But I remember us being shit then. And it's just because City was so good. And mm-hmm. now you know why Mourinho, I mean, you remember when Mourinho said that was his biggest accomplishment. And it's just yeah. like, it's paid off in leaps and bounds every single day. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was definitely plenty of banter as well. But uh, that it was fine banter. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what makes the best banter, the, the element mm-hmm. of truth as well. Yeah, we're in bald Mourinho season. It's like the, the waxing and waning phases of the moon. <laughs> bald Mourinho. He, I think he's trying to get in the next yeah. uh, the next Bond villain. I think he's going for it. Oh, that's true. I mean, what better time? Him They're and Christoph Waltz sharing the screen as a as a villain <laughs> duo. I'd be there for that. <laughs> I would be there for that. Double villain. Um, all right, let's get in some games, shall we? Please. Match week twenty six is wrapped up, all except for City West Ham, who play tomorrow. But we don't care about cheaters, so 
we're going to leave them out of the equation. Uh, we're coming off the twilight of United Chelsea, who played today on President's Day. Uh, Pat, you were there to enjoy it with me at Rocco's Tavern. Um, yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah, last time for you. Not just, not just because of the game, but because you're moving, but also because of the game. I can't seem to go there and watch United lose, and it's it's upsetting. You have done, you have done, it's been right? since the FA Cup against Chelsea. That was the last. Oh time. right, okay. Well, it comes. But I've circle. probably been there several several times with you since. Yeah. Well, obviously, United pulled it out in a very convincing, non-controversial two-nil victory. <laughs> uh, and this is a public call out to Carlin Miguel. We will play Chelsea anytime. Anywhere, I'll take them over a Watford away or a Burnley at home. Just let us play Chelsea. It's so much fun. Well, yeah, I mean, you've had, what, a 3-0 this year against them? Yeah, of course, United United be relishing that. But Chelsea's home form is pretty poor, I think we'd have to say, right? Five losses on the year Mm -hmm. at home. Uh, My question for you, you were mentioning some things during the game. Um, I want to stick on Chelsea for just a minute before yeah. we dump, jump into United. I think is, that's smart. Is this the uh, is this kind of the beginning of a season of like a full season without having any in- incoming transfers catching up to this squad and their energy? A hundred percent. I think that's a really good point to bring up that we were talking about this for a long time since the beginning of the season you know i think we were all pretty we were pretty cognizant of the fact that these are young players you can get carried away in a good start to the season but your legs are going to catch up to you this is the time february in a premier league season where those things catch up to you and when you don't get that boost of a january transfer like we can talk about bruno fernandez um it it weighs on a team and i think this is exactly what's happening to chelsea i don't want to um I don't want to, you know, say Frank. It's not, it's not like a Frank thing, so to speak. I think it's just dealing with the status of the team you have at hand. And this is what they have. It's pretty thin right now. So the bounce of the new manager, which I think if you were smart, you would have realized was there, is now coming to a level set. And this is where it is. They're still in fourth place. They're doing better than they thought they would have. But it's it's how they buckle down for these last few months. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that they're. It's unfortunate for them that you know the. Ho, ho, I, I haven't looked up the the Conte injury news. Hopefully, that's not too serious. But he left mm-hmm. without much hesitation in what the eighth or ninth minute, something like that. So, uh, it, it couldn't have been good. You hope that he's back in in the team soon. But it's just the depth, right? Every team is going to have these times yeah. where people go down, and you need people to be able to slot in. And you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent of what you had before. Uh, but it sure as hell can't be 50. And I think that that's kind of where Chelsea are finding themselves. I mean, I think it says everything that you need to know about Ross Barkley that, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that N'Golo Conte comes out and Mason Mount is the choice to be slotted into the midfield. They mm-hmm. rework the formation rather than mm-hmm. just drop Jorginho. The like for like, uh, yeah. Right, and then play Barkley a little bit ahead of Jorginho or something to it's that effect. And, yeah. and, and, and so I think, and obviously Abraham is – was out and, and Hudson Adoy was out. Uh, they're playing Reese James at, at as a, uh, a left back or right back. I can't remember, but he's he's certainly a winger, or at least by trade. Um, and I me, mean, I think you do have to look at look at Lampard a little bit. I certainly don't think he's to blame. I think that he should be given, for all intents and purposes, a free pass on this season. And the fact that they're still in fourth that's 
We've seen how this goes before. They're still in the driver's seat, no matter how shit today was. They can mm-hmm. still pull it together. There's only 12 games left for them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how 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 many minutes has uh, Batsuali gotten, and then Drew comes oh, in and looks looks to make an instant impact? You know. It, oh well, I don't know. That might be a little uh, recency bias there because well, I'm, talk, I'm literally talking about today. Moments. It's like yeah. the guy who can't even seem to get a run out unless it's five minutes at the end of the game. You know, he gets himself into the game and. It was, he was a, yeah, he was a, he's, a he's just got to check his, I mean, yeah, he's got to check his runs a little better. I mean, a little, I think bit. That's, <laughs> <laughs> little bit, yeah, his, his think, runs are shit. His timing's way off. I think it's the one thing, uh, Chris Kavanaugh got right today was, was that VAR. I mean, it's, it's, oh boy, it is a, it is I, a bit of a, uh, I mean, it was, it was the right call, and it was, it's funny we go, how, how, like, something like that, we're like, oh, that's clear as day. You know, it is when earlier in the season that might have been like, "Are you kidding me? We're giving that call." But what we've seen transpire, yeah, if you got you know half a foot over the line, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a black and white bang on. Oh VAR yeah, call. we've been collectively beat down by the VAR stick this entire season. So you see the foot, and my the example I always go to that I love is the one that you came up with last season before VAR, where it was Lacazette. Uh, like literally, I don't know, an inch, an armpit, a toe offside. The the assistant referee like flags it like he knew right away. Right. Yeah, away. like yeah. he knew what was going on, and you're like, well, I guess he's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like one of those. But yeah. um, why don't we go chronologically? Because obviously that was the last one. There were three incidents. Um, I think that tied to VAR and. We can go through them chronologically. First and foremost, though, VAR, mark my words, will get Lee Dixon fired. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for the Lee Dixon show because that man, the only thing he hates more than VAR is Arsenal Football Club. And it is modern footballers, <laughs> VAR, and Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> In that the order. trinity of hatred. Um, yeah, he's he's losing his damn mind. Oh man, I've never seen a com or heard you know a commentator who waits to form an opinion and reacts live, you know, on the replay like every other fan sitting on their couch. Oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yep. Fre- Fred pushed us Pilaqueta. He's yep. ruled it out. He's ruled it out. What a joke! Shambolic, like, I believe. Word, the was, end, his, yeah. was his word of choice. Yeah. And then he literally said, listen to my choice of words. Uh, anyway, it, <laughs> I, missed that. I think he's going to get a stern talking to you from Rebecca. But just like you are, I'm here for it. I hope he doesn't get right. fired. The first yeah. incident, um, the Maguire kick to the gonads, the potential red card that never was, that VAR briefly looked at, um, wasn't given. And, you know, when you think about Maguire's impact with his goal later in the game, it's one of those things that came back to affect United positively, Chelsea negatively. What was your take on that one? I mean, the, the nothing nothing wrong with the goal, but he should have been sent off. I think we saw it with No, I'm talking about the uh, red card. Yeah, the, the red yeah, card. Yeah, he should have been he should have been sent off and I think you you look no further than I mean the, the analogy's already been made by everyone the the Hungman Son red card. Uh and this was also right after that game. Mm, I don't they, know. They had a I'll let you it was finish. A it was a kick out. I mean, it's the same. You, you talk about the English bias going against Ali. I think it's going for Harry here. And I think the fact that he's generally a likable guy and he hasn't really had any issues, hasn't had a real big hot streak, I think his reputation served him well. I think that the biggest issue with this is it's very similar to one that was not only deemed violent conduct, but it came with a three-match ban. Mm-hmm. One, very similar to that. And mm-hmm. two, 
Um, right after that one, they said everything that we're looking at for violent conduct, we're going to go to the monitor. And so we just it's it's the same shit, right? It's not it's not the call. Like it's the fact that we got officials who are not going to be consistent and they're not willing to make big calls. Oh yeah, in in a it's, lot of cases, you it's know, red it was, one day it was, it's blue the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one, yeah, this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you have a different opinion, but yeah, this was a bang on red for me. With the full smug tongue in cheekness of someone who's walking away, a fan who's walking away with a two 0 victory, I can say yes, <laughs> that was probably yeah. a red card. Yeah. What I will raise to you, I think it's a little different because. Um, with Hungmin Son, it seemed like a player, with, I think it was Rudiger, standing yep. over him, and he kicked out. Let's be clear here. Uh, whoever that player was, I don't know if it was Batshuayi, um, it was. Was, was falling down onto Maguire. So Maguire gave, I think, a very honest interview, all things considered, where he was like, yeah, I stuck my leg out. I meant to do it. Um, obviously, I didn't want to like full-on kick him in the nuts, but it was a reactionary, like, someone's falling on me. I'm, I'm putting on my foot to stop it um is there a difference between intention and malicious intent like he intended to do it but it wasn't a malicious thing do you see any bones to pick apart there or no i mean to me he just says yeah i kicked out but i thought it was the best move for me that's how i'm like i i I think it was a complete hand hand of the cookie jar press conference that's how i read it uh, and he had, you know, a full hour to think of an excuse, and that was the best thing he could come up with. Oh, yeah, because that's what he was doing while he was playing. <laughs> oh, shit, what do I say to the media? Let me just go score this goal real quick. Yeah, he didn't, really, well, he didn't think he was going to score a goal. But if he had known that, then he would have he been working on it. He was, like, he was running back to midfield going, oh, shit, i got to come up with an excuse. I'm going to have to talk to somebody. Uh, but, I mean, I, 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 I do mean, agree. I, I, I do agree. agree, but it's a, it's a kick out. I mean, getting into the place of judging intent is so tricky. In the words of uh, Andy Samora, points, points. I'll uh, I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you points for the England bias and nice guy bias because Maguire is the embodiment of that. He's kind of an English media darling. If that was Luis Suarez, he'd be publicly stoned and executed the next day. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I, and, so, I, I, and I think that yeah, I think the the the, the crazy thing to me was that the the. There's just the the speed that that VAR decision took place. I yeah, it was I agree. It was almost for me that the um, Chris Cavanaugh didn't even see the the right foot kick out. He just saw the left and said, "There's nothing in it." Because the first um, angle, it didn't look that bad. Read into this what you may. This might maybe this is the last thing on this um, before we overdo our time on one on one decision. But the Chelsea bench reacted relatively calmly. Like I feel like if that was the Mourinho troop, he would have ran onto the field. The Chelsea bench I mean, reacted pretty level-headedly. Now. What's that? Oh, I thought I thought they all they all threw their arms up. I don't know. If maybe you're just, they want a little more in the end, but I think to start they did. Um, but I, you know, I, I compare this with other situations. Like obviously, we remember Mourinho with the classic water bottle, then running to the ref. We see how aggressive managers and and staff can be when they want a decision to go their way and oftentimes it works and i think chelsea kind of their bench towed the line on if your intent is to get someone sent off you're kicking and screaming and i think they just kind of held their hands up anyway yeah um thinking of the decisions chris cavanaugh is making in the var room in isolation and then whether or not anthony taylor checks the monitor which was something we didn't see which has been a repeated argument against VAR this season. Uh Chelsea's first disallowed goal. Uh 
everyone kind of made the conclusion that you can't rule this goal out. It's it's iffy, and the decision on the field was a goal. I'm talking, obviously, about the chain reaction push from Fred to Azpilicueta, who eventually pushed over Brandon Williams. Anthony Taylor didn't go check the monitor. What's um, what's your take on this one? In reflection, again, this is another tongue-in-cheek, yeah, that probably should have stayed as a goal. Yeah. But it well, didn't. For me, this one this one is a... Um... Leave it as leave it as the call on the field because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. clearly pushed Williams and Fred clearly pushed Aspilicueta. And for me, that's just shit happens in the box, is what it is. If you called the foul, which looked egregious live. Like I think everyone's first reaction when we saw it live was someone just hit the ground real hard on yeah. United. And yeah. I was expecting Anthony Taylor to blow it off in the moment. And I would have had I mean, may, look, maybe some issues, but I would have had a lot fewer issues with this one had he blown it off in the moment and then gone to VR and said, you know, I'm not overturning that. But to overturn this one, and again, it's, it's, yeah, it kind of looks, it's, it reminds me of the, um, the disallowed goal. Um, I mean, not quite the same, but the, uh, Socrates disallowed goal where Chambers was fouled by three players and then fell down on somebody and got called for a foul. Right. right. They, they're, they're looking, did as Pilaqueta push Brandon Williams the answer is yes but yeah you're, you're throwing you a dart at, at the one in incident vacuum. that happened yeah <laughs> yeah and so it seems like they're just looking at a vacuum yeah so I think that again um yeah I mean and Chris Kavanaugh is a uh he's, he's a proper referee you know he's not just some 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 idiot that they throw up in the VAR booth oh I, I, I Mike Dean say that. for instance but yeah he's not like he, he actually referees these games so surely he should be privy to the fact that you know these things can happen. I'm not. I'm not as upset about this one as the other one because for me, that's just you know, it's a call that probably should have gone the other way. Um, for me, any any anything that involves a red then, card getting wrong yeah. always stings a little bit more. Yeah, and I don't yeah, know a, a pretty pretty brutal one for Chelsea because that one was. Yeah, you didn't expect that one to get pulled back once you saw the chain reaction push. Yeah, you and I kind of view that one the same way. And the last thing I'll say on it is, uh. Where was Chris Kavanaugh saying, hey, Anthony, just come check this out? Or is, is there any official stance on when know. they go and check the monitor? I, I mean, it, it almost it's so like, unclear. It's honestly getting to the point where it seems like there's some there's something going on where they're just trying to fuck this up as much as they can. Like, it really seems that way. And, like, yeah. I don't know if you've – like, every time that they get the – uh the offside thing out. It's like, hey guys, we're trying our best to get it right, but it's just that one's going to piss everybody off and then get everything else that's more subjective wrong and it's no one's going to want it anymore. It's it each passing week it seems it seems that way and uh for for just to close the VAR stuff, uh you know, Drew offside is what it is. Uh, unfortunate, mm-hmm. but you have to feel a little bit hard done by by VAR this game if you're a Chelsea fan. I'll will say this, um to say Chelsea were bang average would be giving them a massive compliment. There were this was another game where they just weren't up for it. And I don't even think United was that good today. They yeah. let United get to the game a couple times and uh, it, you know, credit to them, the, the goals were good. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated that the story, the takeaway here is VAR robbed Chelsea of points. Um if you're looking at it as disallowed goal one, disallowed goal two, sure. But I don't think there's any indication that Chelsea were the better side. I think you can look at number of chances. Yeah, they got the ball into the box and there were some bobbly moments, but quality of chances, 
I mean, ours were just as good as theirs. I, I, I did not feel that threatened by them. And again, I think the takeaway is going to be VAR and Chelsea being robbed, which is fine. Like, I'd rather take the points than being, um, you know, dying on my dying on my hill. But um, yeah, I don't think well, we had yeah, any cause. Was... I don't think we had any cause for just for yeah. super concern. Uh, our defense was rock solid. And part of that, you got to give it to my man, Eric Bailly. First game of the season. Yeah, well, he, he, he took about seven minutes to get into the game. He didn't look rock solid right off the bat, but yeah, he looked he looked all um, part of the plan, Crowley. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked good. He looked he looked he doesn't look like the the player that they once thought he was going to be, but he looked he looked uh, good enough tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing nothing more you could say there. I don't think. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him play more than one game against a non yeah, yeah. decrepit he's, front three, but they he's the kind of he, he's the Go ahead. No, I was just saying he, he he got the job done. He did it pretty spectacularly with a couple blocks. Uh, I don't really think he was the cause of any any concern. Maybe on the disallowed goals, but I can't quite remember. So yeah, fair play to him. It, it was He's it the... was a questionable start. I don't really know why, but you know I, I guess you got to give credit to Ollie. Butterflies, you, you the, butterflies. The, the five in the back and really Chelsea, like you said, they were able to get in and around the box, but, uh, you know, the, I, I don't really remember them having, they had a couple ones go off the post from, from Mount, I believe one was, one was not going to count anyway because of a handball, but there, I don't really remember amazing chances from Chelsea outside of the disallowed goals and set pieces. Yeah. There was the Mount one that was called back, um, from the handball, and then he had another one uh, from the free kick, kind of similar to Bruno Fernandez's, like almost a mirror image. Um, yeah, and then a few stray shots here and there. But the last thing, I mean, the one thing I wanted to bring up with Eric Bailly was the top comment on United's uh, Reddit sphere was when he did Batshuayi in his own box with a step over, only to cut back and kind of like hoof it out. And the top comment was, everything I feel when I look at Bailly parentheses fuck that was cool never do that again <laughs> yeah it was, that was uh i was pretty pretty ballsy that uh, is my mantra with him it always looks amazing but it's a nerve-wracking five seconds to watch it play out yeah um yeah, yeah well we've been picking through the bones of united chelsea for a while i think we can give fans and us the opportunity to move on uh the last thing a, i'll say it was only a half a match week basically though so they, they yeah this is not too bad this is kind of the yeah the juicy steak in the in the match week order but the last thing i do want to just speak into existence is i'm about to say this not ironically fred is a serious contender for player of the season <laughs> for united yeah oh uh, yeah I, i'd yeah. say him yeah I, th- I think that Rashford, if he comes back and can contribute to some goals to kind of push him over the line, I think you'd consider him. Right. Maybe yeah. Juan Basaka, always De Gea. Maybe Maguire, but yeah, he's I mean, been fantastic. It's a funny one. Anyway, uh, let's move along. I'll give you kind of a choose-your-own-adventure to touch on quickly. Uh, <laughs> the club that you support or Villa vs. Spurs? Mm. And yes, this is a test. Man, I don't want to talk about Villa vs. Spurs. I did watch. <laughs> uh, did I watch that game? Yeah, no, I did watch parts of that game. Watch the highlights at least. The Angle yeah, Show. Well, yeah, that one. I mean, it kind of feels like, and I'll just start talking about Spurs, and we'll see where this train takes us. But the, it we kind can of keep feels it short. to me like 
Spurs are a team of destiny for the top four. Like the way that they're getting some of these points, like they're not getting <laughs> points to like contend, but they're getting like some miraculous points. Like is that is that crazy? The team that destiny is less concerned with. Yeah, but still cares about. Like the B side. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like the ant like bald Mourinho, like we said, this is like the anti Mourinho, where every game is full on chaos. It, it's like yeah. the the staple of a Mourinho team was the one nil victory. Now it's the three two victory off a defensive error, like every time. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like they get the. Uh, I kind of remember Alderwild scoring like an extra time at some point this season. I think Son. Some scored late against yeah. somebody recently. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Alderweireld or Vertonghen, it was Vertonghen or Alderweireld. Was it Vertonghen? Yeah, one of those in two. Southampton, I think, or something. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. And uh, you know, hard done by Villa. They are probably the perfect match for Spurs because I was reading they're the first um, team this season to concede fifty goals, but they're also coming up to 50, to scoring fifty goals. So they're the like. I guess what is it? Diet City, where it's like, yeah, our defense has some issues, but we'll score goals too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's and that's a tough one. That's a tough one because that's a point that's going to be tough to get, and they they had it and lost it, and they're they're right in the middle of that um, that relegation battle. Yeah, and I I don't think we're going to really get into the game itself because we don't really we have a policy about talking about Liverpool on this cast, but. Uh, Norwich just feels like they're too good to be the dog shit team. Like, I feel like they're not that bad of a team. I'm kind of rooting for a run, to be honest. It is but doable. It's I mean, very doable. What, seven points clear, I think, right? Yeah. Seven points seven clear points. relegation, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they've only got 18. So, you know, they got to do... I mean, they've only won four games, and they yeah. probably need to win at least another four. Yeah. I don't see it happening. No, they, I don't see it happening now. either. I think it's as good as done, but... But yeah, man, I mean, Cantwell, we talked about Cantwell, Puki, and hopefully Tim Krul will be in the Premier mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, agreed. Well, uh, let's let's give you a little moment to, to gloat. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you, Patrick. Since saying he's never faced a tougher defender in the Premier League, Pepe's taken his goal tally from three to four. <laughs> Well, he actually, uh, when watching the clip, it wasn't just the Premier League. It was ever. Uh, he oh, was asked, God. Who's the toughest defender you've ever played against? And he said, honestly, nobody. So uh, this wasn't a, sh- a slight to anybody in the Premier League. Uh, this is just one of the all-time greats. Uh, just not really seeing anybody in front of him. Just seeing nothing but uh, open grass. So it's, every time it's, you see him fail, it's only it, it's him against him out there. It's truly Mamba mentality, but he's done nothing to back it up. So it's like garden snake mentality <laughs> yeah it's it's um i mean I, I i still think he's a top player i think he will show that um i think it was was it bird camp that famously said foreign players need at least six months to mm-hmm. adapt to the pace and the in the style of the premier league and uh you know yeah look at look at just 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 the team we we're just talking about united look at look at fred you know that's a guy who I think most United fans had written him off as just a complete waste of money, and and now I think that he's got a legitimate, um, legitimate point to be in that in that United midfield when that team's fully fit. And obviously, yeah. you'd have to contend with some pretty, some pretty stellar players to be in that midfield. So I'm not I'm not ruling 
I'm not ruling Pepe out. I'm glad to get see him getting some first team minutes, uh, which is kind of crazy to say, but glad Arsenal's got the win. Uh, Bakayo Saka just continues to amaze mm-hmm. me. The youth on that team continues to really impress. And um, do you want to shout out um, our good friend Mustafi, who has been a part of now two, two consecutive clean sheets clean on sheets. the trot? Yeah, with two David Luiz. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. Who would have thought? Like a, who would have thought? It's like a oh, fairly, it's like a fairly brothers comedy taking place in front of Burn Leno back there. Yeah, and and I mean, I think there was maybe one or two chances that were, um, you know, where where Newcastle was really able to split the defense. There's a couple where Saint Maximin just uh, showed his class and wasn't able to pull it off. But they should have no. scored. They should have scored, but I, I, my my general point is it wasn't a, a calamitous effort at the back that resulted in a yeah. clean sheet. You know, I thought yeah. they were pretty pretty yeah. strong on the day, and um, yeah, credit to them. It's good to see credit to know, them. all of those guys getting on the score sheet. Lacazette breaking the goal drought was huge. He completely fluffed his lines, and you could see how much much even that meant to him. So mm-hmm. happy to see him, you know, getting getting a reward for all his tough work, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I can he can regain his yeah. form because now that fifths on the table. Six points off fifth, and the Europa League's calling. Oh, Europa League's calling. We got Time it to this make a week, run. and now we can limp into Europa League <laughs> with an eighth place. Oh man, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. The world is our oyster, Patrick. As supporters yeah. of teams chasing a top five in Europa League, it's like yeah. how proud can you be of your team, even if and when you pull it off? I will say, <laughs> I need. I want to get a Mikel Arteta halftime speech book that I just listened to on the way to work every day. because whatever he says at halftime changes things in almost every single game. Uh-huh. That team was yep. so shit in the first half. Uh-huh. Let's not forget that Arsenal with all this talent, presumed talent at least comes out like shit. I'm starting glad you're question, treating this very level-headedly. Starting to question Arteta's team selection a little bit, but for me, this is he, let him play in the sandbox this season. You know, I heard Gunduzi's got head, disciplinary but, issues. What's that about? Yeah, well, I mean, we surprise, knew that. Surprise. I mean, we knew that, but like, <laughs> yeah, God, he I mean, is hateable. I, I, he is very I mean, hateable. He's just, he's just a little shithead. And so I yeah. think that Arteta needs to, and he's, he's got quality and he's got potential, but he's not, he's not like um, so undeniably talented that you can put up with his shit. And I'm glad Arteta isn't. And that's all I know about it. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Torreira not getting into the team was a little suspect, mm, but, interesting. you know. Is what it is. All right. Well, let's bring it to the segments, Mr. Crowley. We're 45 minutes square on the nose. Uh, Freak of the week. Do you want me to lead it off? Sure. All right. Well, I am going with the proverbial bullfighting situation that was Danny Ings and Alex McCarthy, striker and goalkeeper of, of Southampton, that led to their own goal. And I don't know if you tracked this one or saw the highlight, but basically they were defending a corner when they were playing Burnley this past weekend. And uh, Danny Ings, covering the front post, pulled a little ole, jumped out of the way of an in-swinging ball, only for it to go through McCarthy's legs and into their own net. You know what? I actually Um, have a a bone to pick with that as well. It's not my freak of the week, but... uh, This was a a duo freak. I had a six-team parlay. And all I needed was a draw from Southampton to pull it off in the end. Uh, and didn't come through. Didn't come through. You had so, a 16 parlay going? Yeah, yeah. I felt. Cause are you, are you operating out of your jurisdiction? What, are you in on stonks or are you not in on stonks, Patrick? 
No, I'm in on stonks. Let me just let me go. You're just skimming tape. something off the side for you. Well, no, this is my own money, and I lost it. So this is actually this <laughs> makes me even more in on stonks. Let me just see. Okay, so yeah, I had um, I had Arsenal minus one and a half, United to win, Spurs to win, Liverpool to win, Wolves on an even one, which they ended up drawing, so it pushed, and Southampton. I actually had Southampton to win, so that wasn't going to happen anyway. Okay, they're off the hook. Okay. Yeah, that's my freak. They ended up losing 2-1 anyway, so it's not like that was the straw that broke the back. That, one's, that one just hurts. That one okay. hurts. All right. Um, yeah, my freak of the week's got to go to Chris Cavanaugh. Uh, can't really understand what this guy's doing in there. I actually uh, friended him on Xbox and saw <laughs> that he was online about uh, eight and a half hours ago. So I think that he was just in there playing some ultimate team and, you know, was like, uh, no, nah, no, nah, didn't kick him. And he's back to the game. <laughs> you know, you can only take a little bit of break and ultimate team the pace. So, uh, yeah, I got to go Chris Cavanaugh. I, yeah. I cannot figure out what he was looking at. And it's been a while since <laughs> we've someone... had a referee for the free. <laughs> when someone catches you. Yeah, it's the honorary Kevin Friend freak of the week going to Chris Cavanaugh. Right. Knock on right. effect. I was going to say, it's like that moment where you get caught daydreaming in class and it's like, Crowley, which one is it? Yes or no? And you're like, oh shit, well, I got a 50 50 chance. <laughs> you're like, really? I'm sending it on no. <laughs> you think City did not just get suspended? That was the gimme. All right. Yeah, no, he was, he's, a, he's a special one. He's a special one. And as always, yeah. starting well, last week, you will find that on our. Uh, on our Instagram, you will see both of those Love it. videos. And Love that content. Did you images. know Chris Cavanaugh is actually an anagram for Sir Alex Ferguson? Because that's who was in the booth. Are you actually going to make me do this? No, there's no F in there. <laughs> wow. All right. You figured it out. You got me. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I've got this covered. Oh, this man. Steel trap. All right. Metaculture. I got two shorties for you. I don't think we talked Ooh. about this last time, but... It was absolute class. Uh, Kaka, the Ballon d'Or winner, just showing up to a random five-a-side game in London. Did you track any of that? I saw him get megged by somebody on on Instagram. I don't know. I didn't he, really know the context. He got megged by a random Joe Schmo. But before that, he's dribbling down, you know, taking on a player, and pulls out a left-footed worldy top right corner but something's ruining the clip because there's this out of shape guy kind of dragging behind him and he's screaming for the cutback <laughs> he's yelling at Kaka to give him the cutback oh that's fucking gold the I balls on this man yeah I'll send it to you it's insane Prem heads out there uh, we'll try and post this one to the gram too he's yelling oh, yeah. Kaka we're, Kaka, we're Kaka cut, back, cut back cut back it's just like you or me playing five aside with a Ballon d'Or winner well, I'd I mean, probably do that to be honest. Yeah, you want to get you yeah, get you that shoot your shot. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it just makes it perfect that he just pulls you, out a left peg, fucking ping to the top right. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me for a cutback, there's about a fifty fifty chance I'm rocketing that at your at your waist. So getting caught, <laughs> you know, you're getting that right on the foot, right where you want it. You, you know, you dream of those in the Sunday league. Yeah, my service is you know, it's what you're serving up, and it's all dogs. <laughs> Okay. What's your next one? Uh, Waiting for that new season to start, by the way. Shout out Mark Beseda, uh, Marvista Soccer. Anyway, Mm. 
Uh, my second one goes back to, it's just a tweet, uh, from city's ban, just the, the absolute banter that fell out from the city ban. And this one's pretty good and it pokes fun at our two teams. So here it is. Someone tweeted in solidarity with Manchester city, Arsenal and man United have announced they won't be playing champions league next season either. This is why we love football. It's way more than just a game. Hashtag stay strong pep. <laughs> you know I'm going to be going to that if it actually happens, and I'm going to say this is all part of the plan. You know we shouldn't be doing that. This is why we love football. It's more than yeah. just a game. We're yep, stepping Arteta, down. Arteta wants to make sure his buddies are all good. Yeah. Um. Well, all good. right. Should we shuffle into trivia? Yeah, I got one for you. You said right. you were looking up some. Oh, as okay. Well, so yeah, go for it. So the Manchester City Champions League ban is now the top-rated post of all time on the soccer subreddit. Whoa. This is a Premier League post, but what previous post that was the number one did it displace? Oh, boy. Uh, Is it Mourinho three times? Oh, no, you're thinking way too small. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Well, um, maybe then this is a dig at me. Is it Aguero winning the title for City? That clip? No, no, no. Is it a game highlight or an interview? Or a story? No, it is a, it is a, is a moment. Okay, so was the Aguero goal for City, like, the uh, close? Yeah, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the wheelhouse. Uh, I need another hint. Um... It, it, it was in the last four years. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna uh, you're gonna regret this one. It was Leicester okay. City winning the league. Oh, okay. So, but what was the post? It was just Leicester City or Premier League champions. Oh. It's the most liked post of all time. Damn. All right. If that's you want to cool. know what the most liked. Goal of all time, it was the uh, Cruise goal against Sweden in the last World Cup. Damn. So there's recency wow. bias. There's, you know, timing, moments. Like, it's just, right. it's relatively Good arbitrary. To know. Well, but, my, you know. my trivia question is a little more worthwhile. So buckle up. <laughs> Sheffield United right now are two points off the top four. Now let's pretend we still live in a reality where top four is what gets you in a Champions League. They're on 49, I believe. Chelsea's on 51. If they were to make it into the top four, they would be the first team since 2005 to finish in the top four that was not Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, or Spurs. What was that team in 2005? Can you run back those teams that weren't it? Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Spurs. I feel like Everton's the obvious one, but 2005, that would have been like middle of Moyes' term there. That's pretty, pretty good shout, that. Um, I also kind of feel like it's a, a team that is no longer in the Premier League as a little, little trap door that you're expecting me to go into. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you well, got it. you got it. It was Everton. It was Everton. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like right off the bat. <laughs> How can I overthink this? <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, it's the obvious one, and then you like 
your rationale train was going to keep you going down to the wrong team. And I yeah, was just I was like, let's see how this one plays or, out. I was like, where did Bolton finish in 2000? Um, early 2000s, it was actually Leeds who was finishing mm. in like third and fourth. But yeah, it Everton might be back under... I know. I mean, I hope so. Honestly. Bring it oh, on. do you? Is that is that a, a common thread for United fans, you think? Uh, no, I, I think there's United fans who just want them to be shit and suffer, which is all well and good. But I love a good rivalry. Is there, There's 42 games in the championship? Yeah, that's more of a slog. Okay. So they're on... They're on 33 right now. They are three points clear of Fulham, who is in third. West Brom is in first. Ooh. God, that's a weird sentence. <laughs> that's a weird one. Uh, okay, cool yeah, enough. All right. Uh, do you want to do goal of the week? And then we can do Champions League preview, which yeah. we said we were going to do, and then round it out with stonks. Should we introduce the um, the classroom segment where I learn about teams and help prem heads yes. learn, since I have not done my research yet? Yes. Love that's it. that's trivia adjacent. Okay. Do you uh, want to introduce it? I forgot how we're doing it. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, guys, we're having a new segment. Um, I think it's <laughs> good called... Save, good save. James is going to figure out a name by the end of what I'm talking. But basically... Um, come on, James. Come on. Think. I have been accused by some uneducated listeners. Not Suggested. You, that I don't know the most about the Premier League and English football history. And so we've come up with a segment where James is going to give me a homework assignment every week. Every week, he's going to give me a team, uh, either in the Premier League, we'll probably start off with some of those, just so they're a little bit more relevant, or those that have a long-standing history in English football, preferably those that will be entering the Premier League or had a great history, not some random team that's, you know, in, in, in League 2. But... It's up to James, and I will have to do my own independent homework, and James will give me trivia questions and then give me a grade on how I did. The goal is for me to become more educated as well as help educate you all about some of these mm-hmm. teams that you might not know so much about. If you're like me, you really just love your team, and you're learning more about the league as you go. Mm-hmm. So that's, well, that's the genesis there. It's interesting that fans suggested that as the general populace. So yeah. we, we got to listen to the fans. Some fans. Some fans. Okay. Well, this segment's called What a Wonderful World in the theme of Sam Cooke. Don't know much about history. Parentheses, Premier League. Okay. Is that how yeah. the song goes? Don't know much trigonometry. That was biology. It's the second chorus. Anyway. I thought Wonderful <laughs> World was like a very different song. Uh, what a wonderful world. Let me fact check that for a second. Well, yeah, that, yeah you're no, you're yeah, but there's two. There's two. Oh, so they this guy Jack Louis song. Sam Cooke. Okay, wonderful world. Oh, Sam Cooke was the OG. Yeah, I mean it's not the same song. It's not like a cover. They're two different songs. Oh, all right then. Fair play. Fair play to the both of them. Carry Ooh, on. it's it's called Wonderful World parentheses what a at the start. So. <laughs> now you know and that's trivia in of itself okay so what are we doing <laughs> uh, so yeah so yeah you just got to give me a team and the next week you'll ask me present and past questions about them however much you want however little you want and then you're gonna give me a grade patrick your first team assignment is newcastle united came close Perfect. to winning the title in the 90s never really lived up to a massive fan base just ask marcus's girlfriend um the geordie's up north 
They love their magpies. And I want you to report back to me next week everything you learn about them. And it has to involve this quote. I'd love it. I'd love it. And you need okay. to tell me what that means. Understood. Understood. Boom. Bang. It's a good All first right. team. Yeah. Good first team. Great first team, some say. Well, we'll see how Carry your studies on. go. Let's get into goal of the week. Let's keep it quick. Let's keep it tight. My goal, personally, is a little bit of nightmare fuel because it's everything that I hate about this season and just the status of the Premier League in general. It is the Mane winner against Norwich uh, supplied by a Jordan Henderson over-the-top ball that was all around pretty class. But who would I be if not an honest assessor of goals? And that is my goal of the week. James, I'm going to follow a similar thread that you just did and give my goal of the week to Mesut Ozil. And it's not just to Mesut Ozil. It is to the Premier League season record, <laughs> 35 passes leading up to this goal. All 11 players involved in the move. Arteta ball is here, and Ozil is back oh on the menu. God. Eat oh your heart out. That goal was so bad. That goal was so bad. It should have been saved. He shot it at oh, the yeah, keeper. The finish, the finish was yeah. the worst part of the goal. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, but I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the buildup. Arteta okay. ball. It's okay. here. Great. Good. Long may it rain. I think every other team would like that. Uh, Champions League Never preview. Lost. Never lost. 2020, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, we're six weeks in, baby. Let's run through this, my guy. We, as a Premier League okay. podcast, like to be students of the game in general. The Champions League, back, baby. Give me the song. Okay. Sponsored by Heineken. Ronaldo clip. Yeah, right. Anyway, so round of 16, we're going to give you a rundown of the teams. Patrick and I are going to align on who we think is going to make it out of the 16. Here's the catch. A little extra spice for you guys because we're degenerates ourselves. If you and I, Patrick, can right now make a deal and align on and agree on the eight teams that are going to make it out of this round, we'll turn it into an eight-way parlay and make it for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's just sitting there like, thanks, guys. <laughs> we're doing it for you. It's not for us. Okay, so we're going to do... How are we it's gonna not do for the like culture. A one, a one, two, three, and then say the team? Yes, let's do that. And then we can That's present... That's going to be great for the and radio. Then, and then we can present our case. Got it. Okay. And if we agree, let's just move on. Okay, great. Atletico versus Liverpool. One, two, three, Liverpool. Liverpool. Great. Perfect. We didn't time up at all, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's not the same order of list that I was looking at, so I was just, you know, I'm good though. I'm, I'm a little okay. more alert to my surroundings now. Okay. Dortmund versus PSG. Mm. One, two, three. Dortmund. Dortmund. Hey! Man, the PSG hate is real on this podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have to give you rationale. All right, moving on. <laughs> Atalanta versus Valencia. Okay. One, Two, three. Valencia. Atalanta. Oh! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dude, you always hate on Syria. Valencia, I don't know, man. They got, like, I don't, any any team that says, you know what? I want Gabriel Paulista and I want him as one of my center backs. <laughs> they're not meant to win the Champions League. They're not right. meant to do it. How this is the least, this is the worst matchup around one, though, to be fair. Oh, yeah. This is the, I'm just happy to be here. Right. Uh, tie. Um, it's like one of these teams is going to be fortunate enough to make it into the, the quarterfinals. 
and then everyone's going to forget about them. Yeah, it's hot trash. How yeah. are you? Are you prepared to die on this hill for Atalanta, or are you going to? I, th- I think so. All right. For or the culture. Wanna... No, I mean I think Valencia is going to win this tie, and I think they're the better team by far. Okay, fair enough. I suppose you might be right. So where are we? Maybe where, not. Where are we landed on this one? Oh, I'm sticking with. I'm, this is more of a principled stance because you hate on uh, Serie A versus every other league. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm standing pat. Well, okay. Then I'm going to switch sides over to you, Pat. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to will this parlay into existence. Yeah, and then just know if all seven hit and this one doesn't, you know who. To oh, basically my stubbornness. To. Okay. Okay. So we'll. Okay. So we'll get to our parlay, and you know stubbornness, be damned. That will just give us grudges to hold. Or there. maybe it was never meant to be. Let's move on. Let's see. Spurs versus RB Leipzig. Ready? Three, two, one. Leipzig. Tottenham. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying uh, the German squad. I, I feel the same way about the German teams that you do about the Italian teams. Oh, interesting. Okay, I just well, don't that, think they're good. The, yeah, that one was more so for banter. I'll switch over. And that was and Timo Timo Werner. I think is he's on that side. So he is. Yeah. I don't know who else they got though. Actually, I should. I think the guy that Arsenal's recruiting is their center back. So wolf. I'll give. Okay, we put down Spurs on that one. Yeah, Chelsea. That's Bayern. a Mourinho bet. That's a bet on Mourinho. Chelsea Bayern. Three, two, one. Bayern. Bayern. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I believe in that German team. Yeah, for and sure. Dortmund. Napoli Barcelona. Three, two, one. Barcelona. Barcelona. Only okay. just though. That one's, that one's closer than I'm, I probably would have thought. Yeah, only just. just like Barcelona's bit. got some issues. All right. Yeah. Uh, two more to go. Leon versus Juventus. Three, yeah. two, one, Juventus. Juventus. Yes. Ooh, last but certainly not least. And there are storylines aplenty here. It's this Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid versus Man City. And... I am so all in on this being the case. Patrick, let's run it out. Three, two, one, City. Man City. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm so here for this. They're they're going all in. It's team of destiny. Oh, I'm I'm not ready to say that. It's you middle fingers it's to the world. Destiny? It's middle fingers to the world. Like we got one shot, one opportunity. We gotta take this thing to the house. Okay, James. So give me one um one section one uh one second here. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more on that take, but I'll let me get the odds for that parlay while we're while we're here. Are you able to do that? Can you do like team that advances versus like two advance? Yeah, round one, two round advance. two. Okay, let me read yeah. it back for the fans while Patrick does this. Um, Maybe talk a little slower than you are. Yeah, I mean that's good general feedback that I've heard before. <laughs> so, Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. We as a group. That's me, Patrick, and poor Ben have selected Liverpool. <laughs> poor Ben. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Ben. Why did you ever want to win? Uh, Dortmund versus PSG. We are going with Dortmund. Uh, Atalanta versus Valencia. After some scrupulous negotiation, we are going with Atalanta. I cannot name a single player on that team. Uh, Tottenham versus Whatever his name is, Gomez. Okay. Gomez is on that team. Oh, Mario Gomez? No. Um, I'll look it up. Alejandro Gomez. Okay. Well, you're already doing something else. So 
stay on that. Well, I don't think I can get those lines, so I can't okay. back. But we'll figure it out. Uh, Tottenham versus Leipzig, we're going Spurs. Chelsea versus Bayern, we're going Bayern. Napoli versus Barca, we're going Barcelona. Leon versus Juventus, we're going Juventus. And Madrid against City, we are locking City. And I'm so glad we feel the same way about that one. That is City the Champions League preview. odds-on favorite to make the final. Really? It I buy did. that. Bang, bang, uh, bang even odds with Liverpool to win. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, Which is kind of crazy because they got Madrid in the first round. Well, now that we're talking about Carry the, on. the betting situation and scenario that ties to the round of 16, we might as well close it out on Stonks and the upcoming Degenerate District. Uh, Patrick, as you'll recall, and hopefully the fans recall from this past episode, we smashed the double spicy meatball that I was well ready to have it pay off. I was already counting the dollars and seeing the money signs like Scrooge McDuck just diving into a (laughs) pile of coins. And it went up in flames when Arsenal took that second half lead against Newcastle. We had Arsenal drawing to Newcastle and United beating Chelsea, which paid, which happened, but I'm glad that came second. So my poor little heart didn't have to, you know, suffer through. It just wasn't meant to be. And uh, spoiler alert, I dropped 30 on that instead of the pre-allocated 10. So we're... Oh, James. Yeah, we're down. We're down. But you have to go through heartache to come through the other side of the mountain. I suppose that's true. So... The old wives' tale? Let me take you you to the other (laughs) side of the mountain. Whatever the hell that means. Um... My lock of the week, I think you're going to love it, James. This is a hill that I am willing to die on. Okay. Sheffield United to win at home against Brighton, uh, basically even odds, minus 105. You're getting even odds for that? To win, yeah. Wow. All right, yeah, let's lock that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my crock of the week, this is the one that I have already bet on and I told you you were not going <laughs> to like. Uh, this is just a... This is just a who knows. Let's oh, yeah. It. For the fans at um, home. This, of the week. Uh, for the fans at home, before we get on to live cast, Pat goes, I've got a croc. I've already taken it myself. You're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, so it is our, it's our makeup game. It's West Ham to win against City <laughs> plus 1600. City getting it booed off. <laughs> There's a potential that the moment's just too big for them. They're already focused on next week, which is their uh, they 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 play in the Champions League next week. So I'm just thinking they're looking a little bit ahead. You know, I think that they got one important game in the Premier League left, and that's home to home to Liverpool. And then after that, nothing really nothing really matters. So that's my crock. Um, my five dollar bet would pay eighty, so maybe I'll throw Ben a tenner if if uh, our little parlay doesn't go his way. Uh, mm-hmm. My submit to ball for this week is one that I do think you're going to like, James. Mm-hmm. Spurs to win away to Chelsea Ooh. at plus two eighty five. Wow! This is Man. me betting against Chelsea's home form. Ingola Conte may may be out to lose two in a Abraham. row. That's tough. Well, I mean, they're winless in their last four. <clears throat> this is going to be a great game, by the way. Fourth versus fifth. Yeah, with well, one different on point. This is a this is a classic. Um, every team below and rooting for a draw kind of game. Okay, I personally don't I think, agree right? with it, you're, but I'm going to lay down. 
What's that? You're not you're not rooting for the draw. Oh, um, or you don't agree with the bet. I don't agree with the bet. I am rooting God, for God. a draw, and I actually yeah. think it's going to be a draw. Um, okay, but for the sake of what we do here in the degenerate district, I'm going to lay down a minor monetary value on each of those three lock, crock, and spicy meatball. Love it. I'm I'm giving well, you full it for the faith. The degenerate district this week. Full authority. Is it just mm-hmm. because you've been stung recently, and you just want to you want to put the onus onto me? Uh, nah, shades shades gray shades gray. I uh, I think <laughs> you need you know when you look at a team that is slumping from the field, you just need someone to get the hot hand. It doesn't matter who. Mm-hmm. So okay. right now we need one of these to pick up the hot hand, and I'm taking your advice right now. I can understand that. Okay, and I'm 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 here to shoot, never stop it. All right, let's run it. Never lost. Let's run it. All right, folks. That brings us to the end. Thank you so much for listening to our President's Day special of Prem de la Prem. We will be back with the Premier League in full swing to recap match week 27. We'll see you next week. On behalf of Patrick, this is James signing off. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.